Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right, it's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Dr. Stephen Walker will join us to discuss Pill for Everything. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world famous question a week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science Show. Well, are you anxious, too happy, too sad, in grief, having too much energy or too little energy? Well, you know, the list goes on and on, but according to pharmaceutical companies, just take one pill and you'll be fine. And one out of every five U.S. adults takes some drugs to treat some type of mental health condition. But is this really necessary? Well, joining us today to discuss this issue is Dr. Stephen C. Walker. Dr. Walker is the nationally known mental health therapist and doctor who is a licensed clinical psychologist and has his doctoral degree in clinical psychology. He joins today to discuss a pill for everything. Uh, Dr. Walker, thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Glad to be on. Uh, certainly our pleasure. I think certainly a, a topic that enters most people as uh, it seems as if there really is a pill for everything. Uh, just how endemic is this issue? Pretty endemic. I mean, it, 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 the tentacles of, of the idea that we can find health and happiness through just medication alone seems to be something that society has embraced for some reason or another, when in reality, a lot of health, especially mental health, you're not going to find the relief you need other than working through some of the issues that are causing some of those symptoms. I mean, the pharmaceutical companies are very good at making people believe that anxiety or you're a little socially anxious at a party, you, you, you feel you feel bad about yourself or you have something going on with you, just take this pill and you'll be fine. When in reality it is, a lot of these issues that we all struggle with need to be dealt with in a clinical way to help you get some alleviation. Just like if you had a toothache or just like if you had a heart attack or something, you would need to be working through that with somebody who knows how to help you with that. Yes, yeah, seems like the DSM, every time it comes out, there's just an explosion of new disorders that have come about that presumably you can prescribe something for. Is it just the uh, pharmaceutical companies or are psychologists, psychiatrists somehow complicit in this? Well, another great question. Yeah, there's definitely seems to be some idea that everything that now plagues us is considered a disorder. I knew in the latest, I was reading in the new version of the DSM that there's now caffeine intoxication disorder, where now if you drink too much caffeine, that's a disorder. So I think what we need to look at individually as human beings and collectively as a society is what is what are we looking for when it comes to health? Are we looking for a mental health that is free of any kind of anxiety or depression or any kind of unhappiness is our goal to never suffer at all, to never have down points, never have insecurities or doubts. And if that's really your goal, then, you know, it's a really unrealistic idea because in, in reality, everything's about its opposite. Everything has polarities. You have your ups and you have your downs, but it seems as though the medical field wants to stigmatize the downs and sell a pill for it. And that is really giving the public the idea that they can be better without dealing with why they are down. That's the crux of it. People don't want to deal with why they're feeling down or depressed or anxious. 
Uh, hence, just take a pill and uh, you won't have to think about it. Exactly, exactly. When in reality, it is you, we need to ask ourselves, why am I so down? Why do I hate myself so much? Why am I so insecure? Why do I? My, why is my marriage in disarray? Why don't I know what my kids feel? Why is it so hard to express my emotions? Why do I hate myself so much? Why do I hate my job so much? These are fundamental things that affect all of us, and for some reason, we've 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 come up with the idea that the only way to deal with them is to not deal with them as though mental health is something that only crazy people struggle with. When the truth of the matter is, ask yourself, who do you know in your life? Who do you know in your immediate life that doesn't have issues? Who do you know that doesn't struggle with something within their minds that plagues them? Uh, has it always been this way? I mean, where, where did the tide turn to eliminating all that in your life? Well, I, I think turned over the last 30 or 40 years. I think somewhere along the way, uh, the medical field turned. Look, I mean, look what's happening in our society with Obamacare. I mean, it, it, it went away from trying to help people and make people well into a money-making venture. And whenever you have money as part of a motivating reason for people to get into the field, God love all my colleagues colleagues who are medical doctors, but how many medical doctors actually are in the field to not get rich? I mean, how, why is it that doctors make so much money? Why is the health industry an industry? The idea of healing people should be something that, that you don't make money off of. The idea that, that, that you know, you're, you're going to someone to make you well, the primary motivation shouldn't be how are you going to pay for this. The primary motivation should be, I need to get better. I need to feel better. And I think along the way, our media, you know, in, in our country kind of spoon feeds people the idea that pain is bad. You know, the, the, the elimination of pain is a multi-billion dollar a year industry, and people spend thousands upon thousands of dollars legally and illegally trying to eliminate pain in their life instead of working with it and finding some, something out of it. So do you disagree with medications for all health issues or just the abundance of medications being prescribed? Yeah, no, I definitely am not an absolutist in any, in really in any uh, capacity. I, I do believe that there are people with organic brain anomalies. There are people with traumatic brain injuries. There are people who suffer greatly through some sort of um, chemical imbalance in their brain that causes them to have fundamentally uh, flawed thinking and depression and anxiety and fears and bipolar and schizophrenia and things like that, definitely. We need medications to a certain degree. But, but let me ask you this. Why are medications? showing up in our groundwater. Why is it that, that municipalities' uh, uh, water purification systems are now finding antidepressants, anxiety, you know, anti-anxiety medications, acetaminophen, painkillers? Why are these showing up in our groundwater? And the only answer to that is that they're overly prescribed. They're prescribed in too high of dosages. The body can't absorb them enough. So they pass through our system out into the, you flush down the toilet basically, and then the, the water the water purification companies don't have the the mechanisms to extract this. I mean, this is information available on on online on, on the Associated Press website. They did a study of I think it was 15 or 20 municipalities on drinking water, and this is what they found. They found these compounds in the drinking water. And why is that? They're overly prescribed. People are taking them instead of dealing with their issues. One of my websites or one of my links to my websites is everyonehasissues.com. 
you can go on to that website. You can engage with me. You can, you know, read some of the postings we have. You can schedule an online session with me, and we can start working through that. And a lot of what I do are sessions with people all over the world in the privacy of their own home through a secure video um, connection. And you can begin dealing with these issues rather than medicating them and hoping they're going to go away. Do you think that it's the case that people just rather have a pill to deal with it? Psychologists, psychologists are quickly diagnosing mental illness because that's kind of what their patients are demanding. Absolutely, absolutely. There's definitely a, a renaissance, an awakening that people need to come to terms with. It. The reason we have our society is because we are looking for these quick fixes. We are looking for something to quickly make us feel better. And that is one of the core issues that is plaguing our society, is that people don't want to deal, don't want to do the work they need to do. Not everybody, by the way. There are a lot of people who are, who are doing the work. But in general, people don't want to do the work. They want, oh, oh I, I'm anxious, I'm depressed. Do you have a pill for that? Do you have a pill to make me feel better? Instead of, well, wait a minute. What is depressing me? And yes, to a certain degree, you know, psychologists, most psychologists, unless you've gotten the training, don't prescribe medication. Uh, that comes from a psychiatrist. And most people aren't even aware of the differences between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. Most psychiatrists don't even do therapy anymore. Most of their insurance policies won't allow them to do actual psychotherapy. And the question is why? Because they're not trained in that. Most, most psychiatric, or you know, they're medical doctors. I believe they have one rotation in therapy. Clinical psychologists like myself have years and years and years of training in the clinical application of psychological interventions that help people deal with their issues. And most of the studies now are showing that placebo and the actual effects of antidepressants are only a few points, a few percentage points separate. That the actual belief that the pill is going to help is, is as strong as the act, in, in effect size as the actual medication. And that's, that's an interesting idea. Why is that? So fewer people sort of train in this approach these days. Uh, how, how is one supposed to go about finding someone who can actually deal with the issues that one's facing? Well, that, that's a great question, and, and there are a lot of resources for that. You know, most psychologists, most mental health people are either um, have their own websites or they're listed on Google or they have, they're part of Psychology Today has an excellent resource for all kinds of therapists and counselors in your area. If you just type in Psychology Today, I'm not affiliated with them. I am one of their members. Um, but and you can go on and find a therapist. You can talk to the therapist if you, you know, whether you love this new Obamacare or not. The reality of the situation is there are going to be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of new people with health insurance. And I really recommend anybody listening out there, if you've got a health insurance policy and it has, and it's supposed to have parity with your with your medical health. Mental health is you can access benefits through your health insurance and you just need to find a provider that accepts your particular health insurance and work on it. People think that this idea of working on your issues is, oh, I'll be in therapy for the next 10, you know, five or 10 years. Anybody out there who's listening to this show and, and has been in therapy for, for three, four years and doesn't feel any better, they need to find a new therapist because most Brief therapies, most of the ones that have empirically validated results, you can get relief within three to six months. 
one of the latest studies, you know, they did a, a meta-analysis of psychotherapy effects. And get this, they found that 85% of people who did three to six months of psychotherapy, 85% of people reported a significant reduction in how their, their symptoms clusters were. 85%. No drug can say that. No pharmaceutical drug, can, when, when, it, when it comes to, to, to depression or anxiety, can claim 85%. But this is, again, information that people don't know. That's, it's really a good point. I think people oftentimes feel as if they're kind of trapped in therapy and they might use it as a crutch, don't you think? And exactly. And, and the reality of it is, is if it's not working, you need to find somebody that can help make it work with you because a lot of what I found in this field is there's a generational idea that, oh, you know, I'm just going to be talking about things ad nauseum until, you know, whatever. And that's old school. The new school of psychologists and psychotherapists and counselors are embracing the idea that we need to help our clients, our patients get results. So, mo so a lot of them now join with their, their clients and patients in a way to help foster that result-oriented experience. I know I am keenly aware of how money is tight for everybody, and I want any client working with me to genuinely feel as though they're getting something out of it. And along the way, we are checking in on that. What are we addressing? So I think part of it is hopefully a paradigm shift in the way providers are providing the help, where they're actually seeing themselves as we need to get help our clients get results. One of the main ways to, to figure out if, if you need to, to speak with a therapist is ask yourself one basic question. How long have I felt this way? How long have I struggled with these insecurities or doubts or, or this trauma from my past or these sexuality questions or, or how, why has my marriage been so bad? Why is it that I don't speak to my kids? Why is it that if these questions, if you can generally say this has been a bulk of your life, then you need to work on those issues. You need to get yourself in a place where you can work on those issues. Now, if you're at a place in your life where you're, you know, severely suicidal or you're, or you're, you, you literally cannot function in society, meaning hold a job, you're just down, you're drinking a lot, you're, you're, you're just, you just can't shake this overwhelm. And I don't mean general depression. I mean depression that literally di disables you. Then you need to look at combining medication with therapy because every single study, every single study that studies how effective medication is shows that a combination of therapy with some sort of low-dose antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication is the best practice. That is always the best result is the combination of the drug with the therapy. But unfortunately, most general practitioners don't refer to psychologists, and most psychiatrists don't refer out to psychologists. Why? That, that could be a whole other show, but that's the best way of somebody to determine it. If I can't get out of bed and I'm miserably depressed and I've been this way for six to eight months or over a year, then I need to look at some medication with therapy. 
Good advice. Uh, our guest uh, today was Dr. Stephen Walker. Uh, he's a nationally known mental health therapist and doctor, licensed clinical psychologist. And if you want to know more about uh, him and uh, his work, you can go to his website, licensedpsychology.com. Dr. Walker, thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Well, I really appreciate it, and I encourage all listeners out there, accept that you have issues, deal with them, and we might actually have a different type of society. And you were just listening to Dr. Stephen Walk discussing Pill for Everything. This is the Grok's Science Show. Coming up in just a few minutes, it's the Grokatron 5000, so stay tuned. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, don't worry, don't do it. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry, be happy. All right, welcome back to the Grok's Science Show. Well, it's time for our game, the Grokatron 5000. That's right, it's our supercomputer formerly known as Deep Blue. Today, the Grokatron 5000 has chosen the topic, do they need a pill or not? So for the following five individuals, the Grokatron 5000 would like to know if you think they uh, need a pill or not, and uh, maybe a little reason why. Uh, Dr. Walker, you ready to play the game? I'm ready. Hit me. All right, here we go. Person number one, does he need a pill or not? It's the real estate mogul Donald Trump. Uh, (laughs) uh, Donald Trump, with all due respect, so I don't get sued, I would definitely suggest that he take a look at himself and what, what, what drives him. So a pill... I don't want to say he needs a pill. I think he needs a little self-reflection, though. <laughs> uh, all right, number two, uh, the actor Charlie Sheen. Oh, well, yeah, I think Charlie Sheen has taken enough pills, and it's not going to hurt him. <laughs> uh, number three, uh, the talk show host Dr. Phil. Oh, my Lord, now you're <laughs> throwing me softballs. Here. I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if your listeners know this, but Dr. Phil's not a psychologist. He's not even a licensed psychologist. Oh, well. Somehow he's attained, yeah, he's attained this level of, of expertise when he's not, he doesn't even have a, deg- a doctoral degree in psychology. So does Dr. Phil need a pill? I think Dr. Phil needs a reality check. 
So I would recommend that he takes a humility pill. <laughs> okay. Uh, number four, the entertainer Lady Gaga. Oh, Lord. There's another one. I think Lady Gaga has taken enough pills for now. All right. Uh, and finally, number five, uh, it's the tea party. Oh, Lord. Now you're setting me up. I would recommend that anybody in politics needs to take a reality pill, definitely. But the, the Tea Party definitely seems to be off in a delusional idea of whose country this is and who needs to take it back. So as far as delusional thinking, with all due respect to the Tea Party, this is everybody's country. <laughs> true, true. All right. Well, uh, we want to thank you very much uh, today. Our guest was Dr. Stephen Walker, uh, discussing medications and uh, mental health. He's a nationally known mental health therapist and doctor and a licensed clinical psychologist. Uh, Dr. Walker, thank you so much for your time. Great. I appreciate you having me on. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking. Thank you.